0: It's crazy. I don't like it in here. No, it was not you. <laughs> welcome everybody to haunting live podcast this week thank you so much for tuning in and thank you of course for following us over on social media we've noticed a lot more people following us lately so thank you very much for all your support and continued support here on haunting live podcast Uh, You can check us out here on Facebook and also on YouTube later on for our premiere launch later tonight at 11 o'clock. So check that out if you miss the Facebook post. But you can also listen to us on podcast apps if you miss any of that uh, on the day of when we do the podcast. Uh, But today we do have a very special guest joining us here on Haunting Live podcast podcast. We are joined by Christine Ball, and she's uh, local here to us, and we're going to be talking to her about what she does in the intuitive field. So uh, let's bring on Christine. Hi, Christine. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for uh, taking time out this week and joining us here on Haunting Life Podcast.
1: Oh, thanks for having me.
0: (laughs) It's great to have you here. Um, So we're going to talk to you a little bit about what you do today. And I know that's intuitive work. So let's start with how you got into the intuitive field. What drew you into that?
1: Sure. Um, I always like to say I was always kind of the weird sheep of the family because I brought home ideas and things that nobody had ever heard of in my family, even from when I was small. Um, I was sure that I was a witch from about the time I was four. And I remember being in the backyard making like potions out of sugar and flour and water and leaves and things. So I've kind of been interested in all this kind of thing from a very young age. And I can't say that I did a whole lot when I was younger, but the older I got, the more I realized that I kind of just knew things. And I was always drawn to healing to nature. So the more I did, the older I got, the more I realized that the intuition part was a big part of, you know, what I did. And um, it just kind of seemed to go along with the different healing modalities that I was studying at the time. And it's just kind of gotten more and more as I've gotten older, um, stronger and stronger. So
0: so what was some of your first experiences that you had once you started working with that field in intuitive? Was there something that really drew you into it that said, well, that's something I kind of work with and wonder what that was?
1: Yeah, um, medicine and healing in the body and things have always seemed like very easy for me. So I don't know, maybe I was a doctor or something in a past mm-hmm. life, but it's always been something that's been very natural to me. And uh, working with herbs, working with different healing modalities and things, there was always just the intuitive side of things that kind of went with it. Um, probably one of the first major experiences I had was I had a health food store years and years ago. And we had lots of the different herbs on the shelves. And I used to make you know, different potions and things for people because I studied herbology at um, the College of Natural Healing where I had gone. So one day a lady had come in and she'd had a cough and I was standing at the herbs, putting a, a formula together for her. And I literally felt someone take over my arms and they started to reach for other jars. And I was still talking to this lady wondering what on earth was happening. Yes. And I'm trying to be really calm, but somebody else has got my hands. And they're moving them around, picking different jars. And when we were done, I checked the formula that I had made for her with these strange other hands and it was actually um, a more effective formula for that particular cough that she had mm-hmm. and then it was just gone so that got my attention for sure and um, I think for a long time I you know how you hear the stories of people that you know see things and they experience like so much mm-hmm. and I always 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 wanted that kind of experience but what I've come to realize is that my gift is like clairsentience there's no bells and whistles it's just I know or I don't so when I have that kind of clairsentience so I was kind of waiting for the fireworks and the burning bushes for a long time but mine is much more low-key and it's more like that just you just know right. so that's that's kind of how I function.
0: And uh, so from there then did you continue on developing your intuition and learn more as you went on. Um, mm-hmm. How did you grow day to day with your experiences? Did it help you at all? They did. I mean, I've
1: always been extremely, I'd rather say sensitive than emotional because sometimes the emotional, you know, when people say, oh, you're so emotional, it's not meant in a, in a very nice way, but very sensitive. Um, I could pick up information walking into a room and, um, especially with my kids, they were both very, very sensitive. And, you know, they'd look up from playing. I remember my daughter, we had a good friend who'd gone away on a trip, and we weren't expecting her back until the next day. And she looked up at me and she said, so-and-so's home. I said, no, no, honey, she's uh, coming home tomorrow. And sure enough, the person called me, like, next five minutes and said, oh, we're home early. So my kids have always picked up things as well. And I just like it day-to-day because... I do a lot of dowsing as well. So, I mean, I ask questions, you know, is this good for me today? Sometimes I'll be driving down the road and I'll just kind of get a hit that, you know what, just take this other route. And I don't always know why I need to take that other route, but I'm trying to work with it a lot more consciously. So I just take the other route and trust that there's probably
0: a reason that I should have gone that way. So Yeah, do you find that you get messages like that quite often, that you work with it day to day, it's building up more for you, that you can actually use that as a trusted source almost?
1: I I do, especially when I see clients and things. Um, Oftentimes doing Reiki or just, you know, getting into that state where you're kind of, um, it's not like meditation, but you're kind of like accessing a different level of consciousness. And sometimes I'll get pictures, sometimes I'll get um, information about the person that I should maybe ask about. When I first did Reiki, it took quite a long time for me to feel things through my hands. And that was really important because when I teach Reiki, I always tell people, don't get so focused on your hands that you don't get their information other ways. Because what was happening with me is I was standing there looking at my hands, wishing that that would, you know, turn on clients were happy the Reiki was flowing just fine but I wasn't paying attention to the pictures that I was getting in my mind which were giving me clues to my clients so once I've kind of stood back and realized that's actually how I get my information then I was able to you know use that a little bit more fully so it's it's kind of just a nice little um like a prompt sometimes you might just get that little feeling hey ask them about this and it might be something that's um important to our healing plan that we put together or makes them kind of go oh hey i never thought of that so yeah the, the more i open myself up to it the more i work with it the the easier it comes
0: yes exactly so the more you work with anything the more easier it does become eventually um how right do you, how does that relate to um you putting that into your clients when they come to see you is it something that they're kind of expecting? Like, do they expect you to point them in a certain direction? Or are they kind of shocked by how much accurate it is? Or how do they come to you normally? Sometimes it, it's, it's sometimes a little bit of both. Um,
1: I find that when I start to, if I get a little hit on something, I don't really have any other way to describe it. But it's almost like I'll start to say, you know, this, I feel like I need to ask you about this. But then it's like, then the information starts to come. And as I talk, I'm not sure if I want to use the word channel, but it's almost like it kind of opens a connection. And then there's just a bit more that comes out and comes out. Sometimes it's just a straight Reiki treatment. And there's not a whole lot of uh, extra that goes with it. But I do connect with nature a lot because I make uh, my own flower essences. And I use flower essences a lot in my practice. So I'm connecting with nature an awful lot. Like I mean, every day at least. Um, And I get a lot of information that way. It kind of depends on what the client needs and what I end up getting that day for them. So sometimes it can be a holy mackerel session and sometimes it's just kind of nice and pleasant and helpful.
0: Yeah, sometimes that's just what they need, I guess, right? Sometimes they get exactly, exactly what they want straight to the point. Other times it takes a while. It's just like anything else, I guess. Yep. Agreed. <laughs> Um, So what type of treatments do you provide for your clients? And do you do Reiki? Do you do intuitive sessions or anything else different that you want to talk about? Sure, Uh, I do Reiki. Um, I am a Reiki teacher, so
1: I can teach it as well as do it. I've done that, I think, for about 10 years now. And uh, I also do the emotion code. So the emotion code is moving out stuck bits of emotional energy that might have gotten jammed up during our life. It doesn't have to be something traumatic, it can just be something that got stuck. And I I always say, think of it like a tuning fork. Um, If you have a tuning fork that's, you know, vibrating to a certain tone, and you bring another one close, it'll start to vibrate together. So if we have a lot of stuck emotional energy in our uh, field, then it can get kind of triggered by other people's intense emotions. So when you can get rid of a lot of that kind of uh, emotional junk, it just Keeps you less reactive to different things. People can also have trapped emotions from um, traumatic events or maybe a car accident or something. And it just kind of lets everything get flowing again instead of kind of being <gasps> tightened up uh, because of the emotion surrounding something like that. Um, flower essences. So, flower essences are energy, not oils. I'm not an aromatherapist, so I don't use essential oils for my clients. But all flowers have a healing pattern. So they have a pattern that helps us heal physically emotionally and spiritually. And if anybody has used rescue remedy, that is a flower essence. It's a blend of five of them. And um, they were first created by Dr. Bach, who was a British uh, physician back in the 1920s. And I have some that I buy pre-made. I have some that I make for myself and I use about a hundred of them right now. And the Intuitive things that I do um, I can sit down with a person and I muscle test for them so it's a lot faster than using a pendulum and we just connect and I can test for them and I can check for the essences that they need and just by looking at the essences I can kind of get a sense of what their emotional picture is right now and then that way these essences can help
0: them clear those blocks and things Uh, It sounds to me as you're talking there about um, certain points and stuff, is that related to the chakras at all? Or is that something different that you're talking about? It probably
1: is. I don't, how can I put it? I don't spend a whole lot of time worrying about where these things are because I trust the intelligence of the person's body. And that's another way that my sessions are a little bit different is that when someone comes to me, if they come and they say, I want a Reiki treatment. No problem. We can do Reiki. You know what you need. But sometimes when people are new, you might have run into it too, Trevor. If they're not exactly sure what it is that you do and what all of this means, they might kind of go, I don't know what to pick. So I'm not going to pick anything because I don't know how any of this works. So what we do is we sit down together and I kind of explain, but then I will connect with them energetically and then I'll muscle test for them to see what they need that day. So Maybe they need flower essences first, that kind of starts things moving and then we might move to the Reiki. So it seems that better for me to just ask their body, hey, what do you actually need? Because you know best. And then that way we can tailor the treatment to what they need.
0: Right, and how often do you find that that tells you the truth right away? Does it come out really fast for you Does it say, okay, I need boom, boom, boom for this person? Yeah. It, it's instant actually.
1: Yeah. The muscle testing for me is probably my, my best intuitive tool <laughs> because once I connect um, energetically with somebody, I can muscle test for them right
0: away. And how did you learn that? Explain what muscle testing is in a bit more detail as you can. That sounds really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, is it something medical or is it something more along the lines of intuitive medicine?
1: I think it's more along the lines of intuitive medicine. Um, (laughs) Some people have had um, muscle testing where they put their arm out and then it's like resist my arm and you get like uh, strong is yes, weak is no. So some people might be familiar with doing it with their arms that way. But I find that if I'm muscle testing for a lot of different things, it could make the person's arm tired and then you kind of get mushy answers. So if I ask to connect with them, I can test For their body, which sounds kind of weird, but it works. So that way, they're not tired, they can be relaxed. And I can just do it for them. So when you see my fingers like this, it's like, this is strong. So that's a yes. And then that's no. And I just got good at doing it by doing it hundreds of times a day, just show me yes, show me no, show me, yes, show me no, until I trusted uh, how I do it. And I learned that mostly through the emotion code there's a lot of muscle testing with that too
0: okay so let's go there next then uh, can you go into a bit more detail again about what the emotion code entails exactly like step by step how you would proceed with a client for testing? absolutely yeah absolutely um i sometimes call it spiritual jenga so
1: if you've ever seen a jenga you know stacked up Sometimes you think the issue is at the top here, but sometimes you have to move those little bricks and things from down below before things start to move. So um, I've had some people come and they'll, trying to think of a, a case, They just there was something that happened and they just couldn't get past it. It's like, you know what? It's been five years. I just can't let this go. So I would connect with them and we'd ask if they have any trapped emotions. So that's the first ask. Um, does so-and-so have any trapped emotions around the situation involving the car accident, let's say? And so then I would either get a yes or a no. So if it's yes, then I can just start asking, okay, um, so trapped emotions around the car accident. I have a chart that has all of the emotions that we deal with. And so by um, we ask, is it column A or column B? And that just kind of gets sort of half right away. Then we ask which row and column it's in. And that's just a super fast way to hone in on the trapped emotions that are ready to be let go because your body knows best. Um, some people have 50 and they say, my God, I am so screwed up. And I say, no, it just means you are ready to let 50 bits of junk go. And sometimes it's just one that needs to percolate and you know, their body has to kind of reorganize a little bit and then we can do more later.
0: Right. sounds very interesting that you actually can chart that out and make sure that, you know, you're getting to the right points yeah. really quickly. Um, how does a person yeah. feel usually after they have such a treatment that you provide? Like um, what's the normal outcome usually that your clients have?
1: A lot of times it's a feeling of lightness. Um, sometimes when we're doing a session, especially if there's a few of them, I can almost see their eyes get heavy and it's like they just kind of want to sleep a little bit. So then I might step in and help do the clearing for them. Um, But then they kind of recuperate and they perk back up and they say, wow, I just I just feel like I can breathe. I just feel lighter. Sometimes there has been physical pain that seems to be uh, eased by this. You never know really what's going to happen. But I would say, generally speaking, um, people don't feel as triggered by certain situations. They may just feel a little bit lighter, a little bit brighter, a little bit able to move forward a little easier. Yeah. None of, none of the things that I do ever take any kind of um, the place of any medical or, you know, mental health treatment, like at all. All of this to me should be working together. So you always stay with what your doctor or your therapist or, you know, your care provider says. But most of the time, these can just be really helpful um, additions to things.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so true. Like if you have a medical issue, you should definitely go see a medical practitioner or not. Early oh yeah. on uh, like energy work or anything energy work is great to relieve certain things but if it's a strict medical issue yeah. definitely go to your medical doctor um you bet but speaking of that though a lot of times stress is related to physical injuries so i mean like if you have a physical injury obviously you're going to yeah. be under a lot of mental stress as well so mm-hmm. um, do you find that that helps your clients relieve some of the physical energies that they have Yeah,
1: um, the flower essences are tremendous for that, especially for things that are say happening like right now. So for example, with COVID and things, um, there's just so much newness for a lot of us like, I think most of us have been through really crummy situations. They're short, so we kind of do what we need to do, we can rally and then we just carry on. But this has just been like forever. So we're kind of, many of us are in a state where the normal things that help before, they don't help. And it's that stressful itself. So for example, with the flower essences, there are flower essences that help with say discouragement. So, you know, when you kind of get those setbacks, like, oh my God, we're in lockdown again. Um, There's fear. Um, A lot of kids going back to school. I know there are some parents that are quite worried about it. So it's not that it keeps you from feeling these things. It just keeps you from being controlled by it or like overwhelmed by them. And that um, they're just, they're so gentle. They're so easy to work. Big changes. Um, There are some that are great for pets. There are some that are great for for people. And it's usually an individual recipe. I do have some blends that are kind of, um, one's called boundaries. So it's a really great one for people that are super sensitive because sometimes when you're very, very sensitive, it's hard to put up boundaries or it's hard to let people in. So I have
0: different formulas for things,
1: but they're very supportive and
0: helpful. That's actually wonderful that you can actually pinpoint for people exactly what they need by that way too. So um, they get more of a direct assistance from it especially the essence and stuff from the flowers, I think is interesting. Is it sort of like an incense type thing where you can actually burn it? Or how does it work? Like, how do you use it?
1: So with, um, this is not, how can I say? It's not, um, you know, when you take echinacea for a cold, it's the actual plant that's ground up and it's put in alcohol. So that's like a, like a herbal tincture. So flower essences are different. So it's the energy of the flower. So when we make a a flower essence, we take a bowl, a glass bowl with some spring water in it. And then I'll go down to the river and I'll just connect with one of the plants and I'll ask if it's okay. And I just snip one of the blooms and it falls into the bowl. And then we put that in the sunlight for two hours. And then we just carefully remove the flower and that flower energy is now in the water. So then we preserve it half and half with um, vodka is what I prefer to use. And then that's basically your flower essence. So you can mix and match the drops. You can do the dowsing to find out what the person needs at the time. Um, and it's just a drop or two. They're very powerful, but there's really, I guess you could say there's nothing in there, but it's energetic.
0: Yeah. So it's more energized directly to that person's specific needs at that time. Right. The
1: combinations. So if I've got... Um, like the thistle and the spearmint and the uh, Tansy, all of those. When I muscle test for them, I can ask, you know, do they need this one? Yes or no. This one? Yes or no. And then I can just take all of my bottles and
0: create their very own unique remedy for them. And do you sort of keep a history of these and know what you're using for future clients and whatnot? Like, do you have a sort of chart that you make up so you know this remedy works well for this instance or something like that. Yeah, I
1: do. Um, The neat thing about making things unique to a person is that you might have three or four people with, say, the same symptom, like all four of them are afraid, but they all might be afraid in a different way. They all might have something underlying. So even though all four of them are afraid, they may have four different um, recipes that I use for them because I would connect with them to find out what exactly they need.
0: It's hard to do though, I guess, because sometimes that person might have a more specific issue than the other person. So it may not match up all the time with that same recipe, right?
1: Very true. Very true. And that's why that's why I like being able to connect and make everything specific to the person at the time, because we do change, you know, our mental state changes, our physical state changes, everything changes. So it's nice to be able to, you know, connect with them where they are at the moment. Yeah.
0: And um, can you give one example of how that has helped one of your clients? You don't have to go into like any specific details, but was there one outcome that you remember that was like, wow, that really worked well? Definitely. Um,
1: I had a friend who was, <clears throat> excuse me. She just had a lot going on and there was a lot of stuff coming at her from many different directions in her life. And she just felt she could, like she couldn't say no to anybody. And it was dragging her down and it wasn't any good for her health at all. So we had a chat and I said, do you want to try the boundary spray? Just see what happens. So um, you can take the drops by mouth, you can put them like on your skin, but you can also, I made them into a spray because sometimes people don't want to go to the bother of taking the drops or putting them on their skin. So the spray is nice and easy. So I created uh, the boundaries spray and I gave her a bottle And you just over your head a couple of times a day because the energy works in your field. And she called me in two days and she said, I don't know what's in that bottle, but I just told everybody to go pound salt and leave me alone. And this is what I need. And you guys can't bother me anymore. So that was quite that was quite a strong reaction from somebody who had just found it really difficult to say no. Sometimes it works that fast. Sometimes it takes a little longer, but she found it very helpful. And I was happy about that.
0: Okay, let's go to the opposite side now, since you just mentioned sometimes it takes longer. Have you ever had an instance where something just did not work like you thought it would for a client and you had to try different things for that client?
1: Definitely, definitely. I can't, I'm trying to think of a situation but but sometimes too when it comes to subtle things they don't work like drugs do so you take something you have an effect you take something you have an effect Um, sometimes there's an effect but you might not be actually conscious of what actually has happened and that's why sometimes you'll get a client who will say you know I've gone to four or five people and you know haven't had any help yet but somehow this worked but sometimes that's not always true they may have been making progress with each of the people and you just happen to be the person who kind of gave them something that had an effect. So I believe that all things help everybody. Some of them are kind of holy mackerel and very obvious, but some of them are, are awfully subtle too. So, yeah, you just keep going. Just keep encouraging them and see what you need to do until we get, some, get something that they're happy with.
0: Right. Well, it sounds wonderful. Like it's a different way of finding out if you have emotional blockage or anything like that, that can be unblocked and actually help you uh, progress more. So I think it's wonderful Mm -hmm. that you have that option. Definitely. And how long did it take you to learn this? Was it something that's taken you a long, long time or did it come easy for you and you're like, Oh, this is really cool. I can keep going on this. It, it doesn't, it's not difficult
1: because Dr. Bach, who created them, he was of the mind that this should be super simple, super easy to use. You know, people should have access to all of these things. And that's what I try and do with people is give them things that they can use quickly and easily, just to help with the day to day. Because you know, if you can help calm yourself, like with some of the tapping that I do, if you can breathe better, just because I'm also a botanical breathing educator, these little things that we can do every day for ourselves, they help our overall you know, health over a longer period of time. But um, yeah, yeah, it's the premise, the idea of them is pretty simple. But when you know how many hundred thousand types of flowers there are in the world, there are also a lot of different flowers that will do similar things. So you don't have to have a hundred thousand remedies, you can work with a very small set, um, because many flowers will do the same thing. So I don't have them all memorized. Sometimes I go to my little book because, like I said, I work with over 100 of them. But, um, you know, you start to see a few that are that are pretty similar and get used to working with them.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I think it's a great benefit that you actually know what you do on that and you can progress and help people with their needs as well. So maybe they don't always have for to sure. go to a medical person, but sometimes it's nice to say, well, I need a little bit of help. Maybe this will help out. So. Definitely. Definitely. Even things like,
1: (laughs) oh, yeah, yeah. And and fears can be I mean, even if it's going to a medical appointment, if you've got something that can help you just calm yourself before you go, because sometimes we're dealing with things that are stressful things that are, you know, they're not always pleasant. But even if these kind of things can just help you get through those things, then that's a benefit too. So I am definitely an and person, not an or person. So I like to use all the tools.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah it's always good that way well thank you so yeah. much christine for uh, coming out here on haunting live podcast this week and talking you're about so what welcome. you do it's been very enlightening and teaching <laughs> people about um the different ways you can use energy for medicine i think it's wonderful so different options thank you, Trevor. For people um before you're we so let welcome. you go here this afternoon on haunting live um is there anything that you've been sort of working on or promoting during covid that you want to talk about or that you're currently working on
1: Sure. Um, I do sessions uh, over Zoom and I also do them in person. I work out of um, uh, the Eagle Street Healing Centre in Cambridge and I have an office there. Um, I also do tapping. So so you might have heard that called EFT. This is called trauma tapping. It's a very short, easy way to help um, worry and stress. And so I'll be offering some uh, free workshops on that. And we're also going to be having a lot of meditations, fun spirit nights, um, lots of different things at the center in the fall. And I'm working on a mini uh, day retreat. So if you check out New Healing Horizons, I'll be posting the dates and everything for that uh, as they come up.
0: Sounds great. So uh, those two people that are local here in the KW region, like we are, uh, she's in Cambridge. Go check her out. And hopefully she can help you out with some of your, maybe... Uh, blockages <laughs> that you have so i'll
1: do my best
0: <laughs> yep well thank you so much christine for being here and um helping thank us you, out trevor. here today on haunted live i really appreciate you uh coming on as a guest talking about your experiences today
1: my pleasure thanks
0: trevor thank you so much you're so welcome